Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Wednesday, November 23rd, 2020. This is my Thanksgiving show. So, happy Thanksgiving to you all. It's 11 p.m. Eastern, and I'm hosting the coming to you live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. As you know, I will take your calls anytime during the show at 1 646 381 4860 or email me your questions to info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts or tweet me any questions you like to at stewthewineguru on Twitter and I will read them live right here on the show. I want to say thanks to all the listeners globally for getting the word out about the show. I am humbled by the fact it's been supported by great listeners from every walk of life at every corner of the globe We've now celebrated three years together, and uh, it's an incredible thing, and I really appreciate that. So welcome to all of you listening worldwide, new to the show, and who have been listening for the past three years. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the Internet. If you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, the videos, the magazines, and the TV shows I'm currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo, Mode Lifestyles Magazine, Simply the Best, Hollywood Circle Magazine, and Examiner.com. Also, watch me as wine expert for Mode Lifestyle TV. Yes, that's Mode Lifestyle TV, which will air on Fox Business Network and on ION Network. And, of course, keep watching me on NBC's national show, Nonstop Foodies. Of course, the number to call in is one six four six three eight one four eight six zero. Or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, email me your questions to info at studentwineguru.com or tweet me your questions on Twitter to at studentwineguru. And of course, I'll read them right here on the show. Tonight, we will have a wine industry entrepreneur and slash TV star. He is a creator and owner of Gabriella Fine Wines, Le Compagnon Wines, and Able Media. Uh, he also is a castmate on the hit Bravo show, The Real Housewives of New York. His name is Jacques Azoulay, and he will be joining us shortly. Again, the number to call to speak with Jacques or ask him questions is one six four six three eight one four eight six zero. Or if you're shy, certainly use the computer, email me questions, info at stewthewineguru.com, tweet me at stewthewineguru on Twitter. Well, without further ado... Let's bring on my guest, Jacques Azoulay, everyone. One moment. Jacques, you there? I am there, Stu. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm even better now that I have you on the show. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, and, um, of course, I will ask what wine you will recommend tonight for uh, from from your uh, vast 
a collection it's a great it's a great way to start you're right so for thanksgiving i, I would say that um, for white wines uh, it's the time of the year where you can try to drink a good viognier they yeah. are very good viognier from uh, south of france um, for red, I would say red Sancerre, uh, which is Pinot Noir from the Loire Valley, or a good uh, Beaujolais from a cru, one of the crus of the Beaujolais. Not a Beaujolais Nouveau, but I would go with a, a Beaujolais like a Moulin Avant or a Julienas. These are very um, fruit-forward, friendly wines, great fall wines, and, and definitely great Thanksgiving wines. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. Excellent, excellent choices, by the way. Um, so let me just let you know how it goes. Uh, yes, how, how is it going? Questions. Let me know. Yes, I will have questions for you, of course. Uh, I will check in on Twitter and see if we have some questions for you from there. Uh, people will have the opportunity to send uh, questions via email. And, of course, I have a chat room that's opened up that they can uh, go into live during our show. And, that's great. Uh, all, all, all that happening. Yes, all at once. And um, I have my, uh, my producer slash... Um, uh, host? Oh yes, that is me. I will be handling all of that. <laughs> so, a good, a good so, one-man show. Yes, yes, it's 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 fun. I I wear all the hats. Um, so I, I'm going to ask my questions first. I have a few questions I want to ask you. So tell my listeners who may not be familiar with you, and uh, and you know about your impact on the wine industry and uh, and a bit about how you started out. Uh, I started out about uh, 13 years ago um, when I came from France and I uh, started to actually work for a distributor to learn a little bit about the business. Mm -hmm. And uh, six years ago, we started uh, Gabriella Fine Wines, which um, is a business that imports and distributes wines in New York. And now um, uh, we are about to start in New Jersey and Connecticut as well. We, besides uh, importing and distributing, um, we also make a little wine in California. Um, mm -hmm. and we have a couple of boutique brands that we uh, that we distribute as well. So you know, it's a very very traditional uh, business. You have uh, warehouse trucks, salespeople, um, and uh, they visit their clients on a daily basis. And it's a very old style in a way. Uh, a lot of human contact, a lot of connections. Um, between people, so it's not a modern business, and I love that. That yeah, and, and that you know, that's important. It's not really uh, done that way per se, um, you know, throughout the industry. So that's mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. uh, Stephanie Loudon, uh, uh, Loudon Stephanie uh, at, at Loudon Stephanie on Twitter says, uh, "How do you know good wine?" And her she go on, goes on to say, "Mine comes out of a box, and I'm fine with that." <laughs> So I'm I'm fine with that too as long as it's good. How do you know good wine? Um I would say that like everything in life that is good, you don't need to know a lot to know if it's good. If you like it, then it's good. That would be my first uh, my first answer. Okay. Um so it's very general but um it's it's somehow true. Um and I would say something else. I would say you know if it doesn't hurt you, <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't burn you, if, it, if the acidity doesn't disgust you, then you, you might have something good going on. And uh, no, after that, of course, uh, um, if, if we extend the question to what really makes the difference, because I'm often asked this question, what really makes the difference right. between the, the $8 and the, and the $50 bottle of wine? And uh, my, my answer goes like that. It, it's really, um, you have to understand the concept of, 
the vine, the tree itself. Um, the older the vine is, and the better the wine will be. And it's very similar to the life of a human being. So I'm going very deep in philosophy here, Stephanie. I'm sorry if it's a long answer, but let me just no. let me just go there for a minute. Um, sure. It's one of the things I love the most about the wine business is that uh, when I started, I realized how interesting it was that a good vine, a good tree, a good plant uh, really becomes uh, uh, the best when it's 40, 50, 60 years old, like a human being. And uh, and so a, a good wine is probably produced by older vine. And if you want to have older vine, you're going to plant strategically. If you know you're going to make good wine and you're going to let the vine age, um, the tree itself grow and get older, you're going to plant less trees per acre. And so I would say that it becomes a little bit of a real estate. So a good bottle of wine, a $50 bottle of wine, is probably produced on an acre of land that produces less because an older vine gives you less juice and you have less trees in any case if you if you think like that. Um, so that's that's the main difference, I think, for me. If I have to give one answer, that's, that's what it is. It's a very good answer. And in, in truth, it, it, it's... Uh about as accurate as you can get. I, I agree a thousand percent. Um, you know, and here's the thing I, I've always found. Um, you know, the, the old saying is the best wine is the wine that's in your the glass, right in your glass, you know? Right Whatever in front of you. Whatever you're thinking at that moment, you know? Yeah. So I, I think, it's again, it's always been a subjective thing. Uh, but there, there is there is another saying in in France, but it's more about women. But I think we can adapt that to wine as well. And it says that the the the, the most beautiful women are the one you will not have. Uh, and and I think uh, in wine, all you you haven't had yet. And I think in yeah. in wine is the same thing. I mean, there is always something new to discover that might be your uh, your new favorite, your next favorite. Right. And you know the thing is, apropos to that, what you just said. Um, you you probably, if you've ever listened to any one of my podcasts, you can listen back and you'll hear me say this following sa- statement, and that is, you can go your whole life and never taste the same two wines twice, and it's that journey between that first bottle of wine and that first glass of wine you had and the most recent one that makes it all worthwhile. If that's what it's all about. It's that journey. Has nothing to do with you know. It has to do with really just trying tasting. So so true. Like, so true. You know. So uh, let's see what else I have here. I have some other questions to ask you. Um, I want people to know as much about you as possible. Um, what wines do you prefer to drink? Uh, it depends, as you just said. It depends a little bit on, on the season, first of all. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am a big uh, Bordeaux aficionado in the, in the fall and the winter. Um, I like Bordeaux that are uh, what, what we call in America petit chateaus, that are in great appellations. Okay. Uh, but that are not the classified growth, that are not uh, the wines that are $200, $300 a bottle. I'm more interested right. in a good Saint-Emilion Grand Cru, a Margot, a Pauillac that is $30 a bottle, $35 a bottle. Sure, um, Pomerol. And Pomerol, well. pom absolutely, a good Pomerol, mm-hmm. a good Lalonde Pomerol even. Um, mm-hmm. So I like Bordeaux. They're very different, you know, between the right bank, the left bank, and the way people work also in the vineyard. Um, and, uh, you know, we have Bordeaux now that are um, uh, full-bodied because we Americanized a little bit our winemaking. Uh, and uh, you have Bordeaux that are very traditional. So it's always interesting. I like to retaste Bordeaux from different areas and uh, and compare them. And so this is what I'm doing now. I have another thing to bring to the table because recently 
I've been going to Portugal uh, a couple of times, and we're actually building a whole selection of Portuguese wines. And oh, uh, the, the the quality price ratio on the on the Portuguese wine is outstanding, and I cannot wait to um, receive these wines probably by the end of the first quarter next year. Um, we have about eight producers that are going to work w- with us, and the wines from uh, from Douro, from Tejo, from uh, Alentejo, um, and from Dao. These are different areas in Portugal, and and they are so interesting and so good. So that that would be uh, two answers for your question. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. And 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 you know, wait till people try red Portuguese wine because most people are Vino Verde drinkers and they don't realize yes. that there's good red as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, some people some people stayed in the on the Vino Verde, which by the way, you can have some Vino Verde that are that are uh, quite high end and very good, and you have also the very refreshing uh, little Vino Verde that uh, will make sure to have one like that because it's inexpensive and it's good. You also have, it's very funny because people remember the Mateusz uh, Rosé that was a little bit sparkling <laughs> that, yes. nobody, that nobody buys anymore in the, in the U.S., and we're not going to import that because it's, it's, uh, it's, another, it's another era and... Uh, um, but you know, pe- people. But what people probably do not realize is that in Portugal, they have about 300 uh, indigenous grapes. So instead of working with Merlot and Cabernet and Pinot Noir, they work with uh, Touriga Nacional, Touriga Franc, Aragonés. I mean, 300 of them. So it's a whole other spectrum. It's a whole uh, uh, new world uh, in a way. It's amazing, and it's going to be nice to be able to, uh, uh, you know, introduce that. To the uh, the U.S. market, very exciting. That. Um, um, and so that that sounds like I was, it, that kind of bring, brought me to a few of the uh, ideas and, and questions as far as future projects that you have planned for your companies. That uh, that certainly sounds exciting uh, and interesting. Um, so let me ask you a question: What are your goals with your your major or your major aspirations for your wine companies? What exactly? Do you want to accomplish, and 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 what have you accomplished? Have you accomplished a lot of it at this point? It's funny. Some days I felt I've accomplished something, and some days I feel that everything is to do. Um, no, but uh, in a, in a short in a short answer, as far as the distribution goes, the distribution platform. You know, we 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 have a, a, a platform that is really a platform of service for restaurants and stores and hotels and clubs and they call uh, tuesday at uh, 6 30 7 p.m and we deliver the next day one case of this two cases of that etc so th- this platform um, we don't want to be too small we don't want to be huge we want to be working with a small to medium-sized producer um, be able to have some very affordable wines as well and uh, so I have a very good idea of the size that we that we want, that we aim for. Uh, in New York, we're getting close to that. Uh, we, we still have a little room to to grow, and then New Jersey, Connecticut. But my idea will be, as far as the distribution goes, to copy and paste this uh, this model, and um, uh, you know, uh, reproduce it in in different cities. I mean, I love Chicago. Um, I'm very interested in Texas. Uh, these are markets that are uh, where people love French wines, and uh, and uh, and so you know the same thing with uh, trained staff. We have a little, uh, we have our little brand. You know, Gabriella. We have a certain way of doing things. Uh, it's not perfect, but it's quite good, and and I think we we are we want to to keep doing that. So we could copy and paste that. And and the second thing I'm trying to do. Um, I like uh, I love California, and we we've been making some wine there with uh, the help of different uh, winemakers and 
and uh, we um, uh, actually we we came up with a little brand. Uh, I'm going to plug that in if you allow me, Stu. We have a brand called Les Compagnons Wines, and we started that. And we put basically we put dogs on the, on labels um, yes. and on on very good wine. I have to say, we, since the beginning, we started that about two and a half years ago, and and the wines were always very good. Some small production, uh, little cuvées of two three thousand cases at the time, and uh, the idea was to. Um, help on the local level to save dogs because, first of all, I'm crazy about uh, my dog and dogs in general. And in New York, I realized my dog came from a shelter. And uh, in New York, you have about 30,000 dogs that are euthanized every year uh, because right. the shelters don't have the resources to um, uh, to take care of them. And it's, it's a real problem. And, and so with Les Compagnons Wines, uh, we help uh, local charities to that are uh, rescuing and placing these uh, these animals, and they are very very active. Um, uh, every day they go online and they see w- which which dogs or cats sometimes are going to be euthanized, and they try to save them right away. And they do that every day. I mean, it's it's admirable. So it's you know uh, we we say save a sheep and save a life. So there is a little concept with it. Um, the wine is good, and that's the key. I don't want to sell something with a concept where the wine is not is not good. It was very hard last year to source wine in California. There was very little wine to find, um, no grapes, no wine. So uh, it was a little challenging to um, to to follow the the success of this brand on the local level. But um, hopefully, we'll we'll be able to get some more wines uh, next year and and uh, and push and grow that brand. It's a great concept. And, and it Thank can you. be, it really can uh, have a ripple effect in that you can do it in a variety of different markets, as you were mentioning before about Dallas, and you mentioned, you know, there's in, in different cities, major cities. So I see this something that will definitely uh, flourish, and and uh, you know, um, I'm sure you'll be successful, as successful as you'd like to be with that. Thank, um, thank you very much. Everybody well, loves it. There is a lot of support, and uh, and all the dog lovers. Uh, are uh, good wine drinkers and, and faithful customer to the brand. So I, I see that too, and uh, this is one direction we definitely want to, to, to follow. Wonderful. Um, you know, and that kind of brings me, I want to ask you about social media a little bit. And, yes. and uh, tell me, well, first and, first and foremost, um, how do you think social media has impacted the wine industry and, and how have you capitalized on it? It's very interesting. Um, I knew very little about social media. Uh, I still, I'm still uh, amazed with uh, what's happening and the power uh, that that it brings to the table. Um, I see. It's interesting. We we actually um, uh, we have a little company with my partner uh, Pierrick Bouquet uh, in that uh, with my partner in that business. And um, uh, basically, it's a boutique agency specialized in social media in the wine industry. And uh, we have, excuse me one second, Stu, uh, doors and windows opening on me as I'm talking to you, sorry. So um, we, we ran a little uh, study, and I will start like that. Uh, in the, we, we called um, a couple thousand wineries, and uh, the result is that 97% of U.S. wineries in our um, uh, survey use social media. And we did the same survey in France. And the result is 34%. So, so the first, the first thing is, you realize that in America, uh, people in the wine industry use social media, and I think it's coming in other countries as well. 
Um, right. I think the, the, it, it allows people to commun to be in the vineyard, to communicate um, about, first of all, for the consumer, to communicate directly to the brand and say what they like and what they don't like. And for the vineyard to share the, the, the main moments of uh, the life uh, of uh, the, the vineyard. So it's farming, it's harvest, it's different things you do to the vineyard, it's events that are happening at the winery. It's pictures because, you know, usually where you make wine, you have beautiful, um, beautiful pictures to take. So in that sense, social media is a perfect fit for, uh, um, uh, you know, when you want to share pictures, what, what, what else, what's better than, uh, than a beautiful uh, sunset uh, over the vineyard or sunrise or snow. It's farming, you know, it's farming with glamour and, and social media is such a great tool to, to, um, uh, to convey everything that's happening there. So I think in that way, very simply, very organically, uh, social media is uh, something that uh, the wine industry is going to be able to use more and more. Hello? Hello, hello? 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 Hi, Jacques. Stu, I lost you. Yes, we had a bit of a, a technical glitch, but it's fixed. Sorry about that. Okay. If I talk too much, don't hang up on me. Just tell me. Oh, oh no, no, I didn't <laughs> believe me. I was very, uh, very, uh, a little uptight about the fact that, that we had that glitch, but we we worked yeah. out. No, no, please we're, talk. I don't we're want, back. I, I didn't, I didn't pedal fast enough, and we lost power again, maybe. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Something I, like that. I, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. I'm going to borrow that. Um, yeah. So no, I, what I wanted to you, you were explaining about it, and I and I'm, I'm you know that's when we kind of lost. It, so I just wanted to get back to what you were talking about when we uh, when we lost you. Um, I was asking about social media. You were explaining about it as far as your company and uh, and then the differences between uh, the U.S. and, and Europe. Um, yeah, so so definitely in the U.S. you see wineries are, are um, already uh, maximizing their chance of uh, communication with with the con directly with the consumer through uh, social media. Um, I think what I was um, uh, saying after that had to do with very simply the fact that uh, the, the social media is such a great tool to convey uh, pictures and message of what's happening to share. And really what's happening in the vineyard is so interesting. I mean, the, the beauty, first of all, wherever you make wine, you have usually beautiful uh, uh, pictures to take, you know, the, the, the vineyard itself, the farming and, and everything else that's happening. So um, I think it's a perfect uh, tool for, uh, for wineries and for vineyards to, uh, to share and to involve their consumer also. And so many things happen uh, during the cycle of the year uh, as you farm, as you make the wine. Uh, as you host uh, events, because a winery is usually very alive, um, I think that uh, what a great tool, um, uh, you know. So, 
Yes, I think uh, more and more people in the wine industry are going to use uh, social media to and really followers. You can really follow a vineyard. I <laughs> I think that uh, it's very interesting to follow a vineyard, and and it makes you travel. You really uh, you want to see these pictures and see what's happening uh, every every week uh, and, and and follow up. And you know the thing is, I was going to say the the beauty of it also, in in short, is that um, you have. 20-somethings, millennials, right? They're actually going on and they're trying a, a bottle of wine and they think it's great. And then they tweet that out and they mm-hmm. say you have to try to however many people that they have that are, um, you know, within their, uh, that are followers. And the amazing thing is the vintners that are listening and and and, and following and, and doing what's necessary um, are going to be... Um, they're going to go through the next 25 years along with those millennials. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to be successful. The ones that aren't, that are kind of disregarding social media, are going to fall by the wayside. I, I say that, and I know that's a very bold statement, but I, I seem to have found that to be very, um, be accurate, and that you have to be very aware of and utilize social media to your best advantage as a vintner or as an importer, as someone that's part of the uh, of the industry. No, I, I agree. And and consumers want to be able to communicate also to their brand, either in in the wine industry or to in, in, in the luxury industry and 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 everybody is getting in that game and I think you're absolutely right. If you don't obviously you're gonna fall behind. Um uh, in the wine I see how people uh, there is something about the vineyard, about the farming that is very attractive to, to all lifestyle um, yes. The more we go into an economy that is uh, very virtual and, and a lot of computers and not, not a lot of real contact with nature, and and uh, this is what wine is. I think one of the reasons why people are very interested in wine is is also because of its um, its farming and it's something that you want to follow. You want to know. It's you're traveling. You receive a picture of the, the vineyard under the snow. And that brings so much in your day, you know. And social media is free. Uh, you can follow a vineyard on Facebook, and it's free. And it's a great experience. And I think you cannot go around that. Uh, people who are doing it are definitely uh, right to do it, and people who are not should jump in. Yes, and, and lastly, I was going to say about that, here's the difference. I mean, you can't buy that, that, you know, test marketing, or you can't buy that, uh, you know, somewhat in, 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 a, in a group, that it say, okay, try this wine, tell us what you think of it, and, and write down your, your opinion. I mean, it's instantaneous. So having that instantaneous response is uh, is amazing. I, I wanted to ask, of course, the, the one question that I, I know I've been asked before, and I, I want to just, of course, bring it out, and I had that at the top of the of the show. So uh, your involvement with the Real Housewives, and, and what, what you know, how did that come about, and, and um, you know, how will that moving forward? Um, will your wine company be involved, and you know how do how do you cross promote and so forth? Um, the, you know, I'm, I have very uh, small, little role in the Real Housewife of New York, and and I'm just here to to support my beautiful girlfriend. Um, it's her show. We don't really. Um, I'm not uh, mixing business and and her show too much. I could, I guess, I could be more into that. But I like to protect our relationship um, and not 
trying to push the, the business side of uh, you know trying to to plug myself in the show so i'm I'm there you can see me and uh, but i'm very uh relaxed you know i'm <laughs> I'm not expecting anything from it um maybe I'm wrong, but this is the way I approach it because it's more important for me that I support uh, luan um and uh, I follow her in her uh, housewife adventure extravaganza. Um, that, be, that being said, we did a couple of things that were fun. We did a couple of wine tasting. Uh, we, I, if there is one thing I'd love to plug in in the show, and we did a little bit, we might do it again um, in maybe in a little bigger way. Is the the brand for Les Compagnons wines um, because there is something that is uh, important behind it. Um, and you know, otherwise, I just. Um, um, just being there, people uh, know what I'm doing, so we have uh, inquiries and people are, are calling in. But I'm not trying to push that too much, and uh, I, I want to stay very relaxed with that. Uh, the show is not about me or about uh, my wines. Uh, now, shall we do a show about wines? Yes, but on TV it's complicated because, you know, cooking shows are great because when you see a roast chicken on TV, you really want to, to get that chicken. But when you see a glass of wine on TV, it's just a glass of wine. So um, that's why I, I think you don't see many, many uh, shows on TV about wines. Um, we have a couple of ideas. I, 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 I told a couple of people, let's do a show about my team, all these French guys and going around the city and uh, and selling their wines. I guarantee you, you have a show there. But uh, you know, it's just a small talk right now. And um, but who knows? I'd love to do something about wine on TV. Yeah, um, no, I, you never know. You know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess what I, I, the other thing I wanted to ask was uh, the one question that is a running theme through. I'll let you know on my show. Um, all every question that I have um, is completely unique and different from every other uh, guest. And so, but there's one actual question that I do ask of every one of my guests, and I wanted to ask you this and just see what your response was. Sure. So, okay. So, if you could share a bottle of any of your wines mm-hmm. with anyone, alive or past, who would it be? What wine would you choose, and why would you choose that person? I, I'm, I'm sorry because I lost you a little bit, and, and you're asking me who I would share the bottle of wine with. So in other words, or, if you or what wine I would. Well, all, it, it's actually multiple question. It's, okay, it, go ahead. It's, sorry to make okay, you so repeat. I, I couldn't hear you. Anybody in history, anybody in the past, or you know, present, anyone. Yes. Okay, uh, if you could share a bottle of any of your wines, what wine would it be that you would choose? Um, who would it be, and and why would you choose that person? That's a great question. Oh my God, what a fantastic question! Um, how far can yeah. I go in history? You can go anywhere, anytime. Oh my any, God, any what person. A great, I need to think. We need. I need to come back on the show with the answer. Um, no, I'm gonna. Can I give you two answers? Uh, I, I, the, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind. So I'm really uh, uh, telling you what uh, what I feel here. I I had a fantastic grandfather, and to you guys, he's just my grandfather. But to me, he's my grandfather, and um, and I, he gave me so many advice when I was very young, and then he passed. Uh, and um, 
you know, I think today the one thing, the one person I would love to sit with and have a glass of wine with would be my grandfather. If he could just come back and sit with me today, uh, that's one person I would love to open a bottle with. Uh, now, that's very personal. Um, if if we go uh, in history, I mean, there are so many interesting people. Uh, I know Napoleon used to... Um, uh, I give you one that I like. Napoleon used to, I don't know if you know that, but on the battlefield, he used to have uh, barrels of Chambertin, so Burgundy, uh, red Burgundy, Chambertin following him. And he used to drink uh, his Chambertin uh, with macaroni and cheese. That's what he was uh, eating. And uh, when I learned that, I found it extraordinary. When you think of the, the battlefield of Austerlitz and Waterloo and all the organization and the guy has, yes. has his barrel of Chambertin. So I guess if I could just go back, and uh, not that I particularly love Napoleon, but what a character in history, and, and uh, you know, travel through time and sit with Napoleon and have a glass of Chambertin, of uh, Jeuvray Chambertin in this case, uh, I think I, I will be I will be uh, enjoying that very much. So that will be my 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 second answer: having a glass of Chambertin with Napoleon on the battlefield. Yeah, I like it. I yeah, can me see too. it. I can actually see it in my head right there. Uh, <laughs> and the, you know the funny thing is, interestingly enough, Jeffrey Chambertin is literally one of my favorite Burgundies. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite, hands down. I love it. Um, uh, there's uh, um, Druin. The one, yes, for sure. Druin well, makes makes a wonderful one, uh, and um, I, I think Jadot makes one as well. Yes, Jadot makes one as well. And right now we just discovered a great guy. His name is Sylvain Loachet, and I'm plugging in in uh, here. He has a lot of press in France. He's very unknown. You know, Burgundy, uh, the vineyards are very small. You're talking about a couple of acres here and there. And Sylvain works on a few uh, few acres in different appellations. And he's so talented. And uh, he, makes, uh, he makes fantastic wines. And, and talking about Burgundy, he makes a Côte de Nuit village uh, red that is affordable. That must be about oh, really? uh, 30, uh, around $30 retail. Um, maybe 32, 33, which is, you know, for good Burgundy. And what a great wine. So Burgundy, when, Burgundy can be very bad, first of all, because it's a complicated world. It's not like Bordeaux. Bordeaux is a simple world, even with the complication of the primeur and the classified growth. It's pretty simple. Burgundy is so complicated. It's, uh, nobody understands. It's, it's really complicated. But, but, uh, when, when it's good, Burgundy can be, uh, can be fantastic. And Sylvain Loachet, Remember this name uh, if you if you like wines from Burgundy because this guy is about 35 years old now and he's so passionate and he, he gets a lot of recognition in France and um, we we have the pleasure of distributing uh, some of his wines here um, and uh, that's my uh, my tip of the day. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you that I, what I want to do is I want to make sure everyone knows uh, the websites that they should go to in order to uh, take a look at the wines that you offer. So if you want, um, you would go to www.gabriellafinewines.com. Just gabriellawines.com. Gabriellawines.com. You have most of the wines. I'm happy also to answer emails. Jacques at gabriellawines.com. Jacques, J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. As you know, we cannot sell uh, to, to people directly. We sell to stores, and stores can sell 
um, I can sell to, to, to the public. But we're very happy to um, uh, tell people about what we have and uh, tell them where they can find the, the wines and even maybe sometimes call a store and say what's the best price you can do for a friend, uh, for my friends too and his listeners. So, you know, but we cannot sell, um, don't expect to, to buy wine from this website. It's not legal in cool. New York. We are importer and wholesaler and we are not allowed to sell retail. No, but, and, and, uh, you're and welcome. You're welcome to visit the site and see some of the wines we have. And and also, um, if you have any questions, uh, I'd love to communicate about uh, what we do. And Jacques J A C Q U E S at GabriellaWines.com. And know Jacques that uh, many of the listeners that are listening worldwide are uh, in various different aspects of the wine industry. They, they, so so you you will have people that will be able to uh to buy from you depending on you know what they do in the industry. Well but I have to tell you I'd love I'd love to make new friends from all over the world, all the listeners. I like to meet people from different places. It's part of the fun. I tell you I've enjoyed uh for the past three years in, in doing the show in that I've I've met and talked to and emailed and tweeted people for, from people from all over the world, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing, and that's why wine is a common denominator. I've always said, if you were on a deserted island uh, with one other person, and you didn't speak their language, but you had a bottle of wine, you've got a conversation. Um, so, right, that's true. Un- unfortunately, we are at the end of the of the of the interview. I, I I'm definitely going to have you back on, Jacques, without a doubt. I have a lot, a lot more questions than. than Thank you, Stu. It was it was a lot of fun, and uh, congratulations on three years. When is the 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 birthday of the show? When is the anniversary? Uh, it actually was the seventeenth of October. Ah, well, it's, I'm a little late, but uh, happy birthday! Yeah, yeah, thank you. Exactly, and 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 the wonderful thing about it, as soon as this this show is is finished, our show it will be available within twenty four hours on iTunes. Free. Ah, great. I'm going to download myself. (laughs) (laughs) And and you can use it for, uh, you know, for any purposes you'd like. If you want to, you know, get a link to that and use it uh, and put it on the website. That's great. That is so great. For everything. You're a wonderful guest. uh, Thank you so uh, much for having me. Thank you. And then very well spoken. And and, and I urge everyone who uh, is in the industry that can uh, buy from, from, uh, from Jacques, to do so, uh, check out his website uh, and uh, and uh, drink his drink his wines as you can because and look I, for the angel on the back of the bottle. We usually have the angel, the Gabriella angel on the back, so it says imported right. by Gabriella we'll wines. <laughs> you'll know, it's, you'll know right. it's true, the true blue. Oh, no. Thank you again. Thank Dr. you very uh, much. Thank you and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. As well, and to Luann and and send my regards and uh, we will talk soon. Of course. Thank you, Stu. Bye-bye. Thank you, and Have a great evening. So that was Jacques Azoulay of uh, Gabriella Fine Wine, uh, as well as Able Media and Le Compagnon Wine. Uh, I want to thank everybody that uh, listened in. I want to thank everybody that uh, that uh, tweeted. And um, I, I, I'm sorry if I didn't get to your emails uh, because of the technical difficulty I had with the, the show, but I will make sure that I get back to you with answers. Um, if you have any questions about the show, you can email them to info at You can go to my website as well at www.studentwineguru.com and click 
for the link for all my wine articles, videos, and listen to archive wine talk shows. As I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Student Wine Guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine. And now on blog.